When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Comedy Central. My dad is like a tough Italian uh, athlete man. I am Italian. I know you can't tell because I look like if John Bonet lived. <laughs> of all the things I've done in my life, which are many. Um, the thing my father is most proud of is my muscles. Just like the muscles that I was born with. He's like, yeah, you came out like a rock. Only newborn I ever saw that could hold its head up by itself. Honest to God, I thought to myself, this kid's a tank. <laughs> Loved hearing that one growing up. It really got in my head, you know, because like you're a little girl and you're like, oh, if I could just be like wispy and disappear, that'd be so hot. It got in my head, like one time in fifth grade, this kid Thomas called me manly. And without thinking it through, I just got a running start and mauled him like a black bear. Not a great PR move for my dainty campaign. All right, that was Blair Saki from her Comedy Central stand-up featuring set. Hello, Hahafia. Uh, <laughs> Legion of Laughers somebody sent in. Mm, uh, that's I one. Credit. I like that. Here's the thing. We can't be using Legion because then we're going to get Big J Okerson and Louis J. Gomez mad at us, and we don't want that. Uh, Louis J. Gomez is a fighter. We don't want him pissed <laughs> off. They were stealing Legion. It was uh, Mark DeMazza sent that over. He also sent Giggler Gang, Comedy Crusaders, Sut Soldiers. I don't know about soldiers. I don't think uh, Sut soldiers? anybody's doing any kind of soldiering for this uh, show. I think people are just listening to have a good time. And uh, I am Tom Takar. Hello, everybody. I'm joined, as always, by producer extraordinaire Coach T. How are you, Coach? I'm doing well, man. I, I like Sut Soldier. <laughs> Sut soldiers. I like All a right. Sut soldier. That sounds. That's not bad. All right. I mean, haha, mafia or whatever is pretty violent too. I guess most of these are way too. That's uh, why I like aggressive. it, man. That's why I like it. We started off aggressive. I I played some Blair Saki right off the bat. That voice is a uh, you know shot of espresso in the morning. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> she comes at you hard, fast, and I really like it. Uh, Blair's one of my favorite people, and I'm happy. To have played her clip for you. Check out that whole thing on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page where you can see all kinds of good stuff. They're putting up new clips every damn day. 
and full specials. You can see full specials on there. But no password. You don't have to ask for your little mommy's login to her Verizon or whatever. You can just watch it for free on YouTube. And uh, there you go, man. We got some jokes for these people. Lots of people sent in jokes to uh, to make Tom and Coach laugh. Yeah. And I want to get to some of these right off the bat. Let's Coach. get to it. And let's let's take our time with these, man. I, I, this is my favorite part of the whole week. And as we're recording this, we still don't have a president. So I need this, Tom. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. I don't want to Here's the thing. I this is I hope this is it, by the time people hear this, hopefully we know who the damn president is. It'll be we're recording on we should just tell people we're co- recording Thursday of election week and it, we still don't have a president. So we don't know, you know, there's no laws is what that means. Nobody to tell us. I don't know. Uh, what's I, right all I know is I need these jokes, man. <laughs> I got to give you I'm going to say that this is maybe the dumbest thing we'll have done on the show, but I thought it would be a perfect, uh, silly way to start the show. And uh, Albin Grind sent this in, and he says, uh, the title here is The Best Knock Knock Joke Ever. (laughs) So this is a participation joke, Coach. Okay. You got to participate here. Oh, we we know who you voted for. (laughs) (laughs) You got to vote, Coach. (laughs) You have to vote, Coach. All right. Uh, all right, here we go. So, knock, knock. Uh, who's there? A little old lady. Uh, a little old lady who? Wow, coach, I didn't know you could yodel. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, Alvin. <laughs> oh, come on. He said, Alvin said, shout out from Sweden. He even wrote in here, wow, coach. <laughs> 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 he thought it would all play out very well. <laughs> he, he got an oh come on. <laughs> I appreciate well, it. You know what? I, I, I appreciate it. Knock knock jokes are you're mad at yourself for falling for it. Like, why did yeah. I do it? Like, right? It's like I know, I know. But I think, you know, I think in Sweden that might be their main form of entertainment. Is knock knock, knock jokes. jokes. I don't know. I think they I don't know. I, that's not even true. I know some great uh, Swedish comedians, but I like to think that over there, that's as far as it's evolved. I know. Like when you said um, that, it made me think like these underground battle rap chambers of knock knock jokes just going at yes. each other. <laughs> Eminem, like Mon Spaghetti. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're just going back and forth with them. I'll there take was it. one I found here. I'll take it, Alvin. I'm cool with it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for thinking of us. Yeah, thank you, Alvin. Uh, and then we got another. One. We got a few here. There was one I was looking for that's really uh, that really made me laugh earlier, and it's a lot like one I already read. This one's just a really silly one. This is from Danny Muckroy. He says, "What's the closest living relative to the giraffe?" You got an answer for that one? Closest Coach? living relative to the giraffe? Yeah, I, I'd have to say like a flamingo, I guess, right? Well, Danny says uh, the closest living relative to the giraffe is his brother, Pete. Pete the giraffe. <laughs> and then he says, R.I.P. comedy. It <laughs> <laughs> is a suicide uh, comedian. Is this a suicide? <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to take people out with him now. <laughs> uh, I got to find this other one. Where did this go? Oh, this is from Kevin's son. And uh, you'll recognize this joke structure, but it still makes me laugh. All right. Uh, Kevin's son writes, what's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? I'd never let a garbanzo bean in my mouth. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that guy logged on the internet to do that? <laughs> uh, we appreciate you, Kevin. <laughs> 
Thank you for sharing. <laughs> oh, guys. Send in your jokes. Uh, like I said, you got to go. If you go to my Instagram, you can find the link in my... It's it's the link on my Instagram. I also tweeted it at some point. I got to make it the... In yeah. my, I'm going to put it in my bio I, I, as the link. I have, I have been taking a dip on your Instagram feed, man. And I, I'm liking what I'm scrolling, man. I appreciate <laughs> what you're doing there. Thanks, um, man. I'm, I've been. I did a bunch of. Uh, I posted a bunch of Biden jokes and election jokes because they were timely. I needed to get them out. And so, if you go to my Instagram, I've been posting stand up. I got a TikTok now. I'm. I, I'm losing it, Coach. So you got a TikTok now. It's. I'm not doing the TikTok shit though. I'm just posting my stand up clips. I'm not like singing or doing you know Tom. yodel knock knock jokes or whatever. If I find <laughs> you, your girl, and your cat doing some choreographed shit. <laughs> I'm going to take that up to HR and Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be canceled just for making corny content on TikTok. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you will not see me doing all that shit. But uh, anyway, we got we to gotta get us in here, too. I want to really quickly, I think I may have promoted it already at the end of the last week's episode. I can't remember, but I meant to do it up top. Check out my buddy Cameron Gillette's album. He put out an album, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago now, so you can listen to it wherever you get albums. Cameron Gillette, uh, I think it's called uh, The Best Set I'll Ever Have, and he's right. It's killer. I opened for it. It's it's a hot set. The man, the man just murders, and he's one of the funniest people I know. So check that out. And now we got some hot clips for you guys today. I decided, you know, we're going through a troublesome time in this country. I'm just going to give you the goods. Kevin Hart today and Mike Racine. This is Kevin Hart from his Comedy Central Presents and Mike Racine from The Half Hour. Here's Kevin Hart and Mike Racine. I was single for two weeks. I tried to date everybody in the world. I swear to God, I did. I was lonely though, man. Because I'm gonna tell you, you ever notice that when you're in a relationship, everybody wants you. Everybody, everybody wanna talk to you. But the minute that you're single, don't nobody even wanna look at you, you know. Know how I knew I was becoming a loser? I went to the movies by myself. Oh, shut up. I went to the movies by myself. That's how you know when you're at that ultimate loser point in your life. Especially if you go see a comedy by yourself, you know. Because you can never laugh by yourself. You gotta intervene with someone else's date. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know y'all was kissing. I apologize, I'm, I'm sorry. So I had to find somebody, man. I had to date somebody. Met this one older woman. Met an older woman. And you know what my problem with her was? She wouldn't let me be a man. Like you know sometimes you need to be a man you need to do manly type stuff, you know. You go to a restaurant, you want to order your own food and drinks because that's what men do. We get to the restaurant, the waiter comes, he's like, sir, what would you like to drink? Uh, he'll have a double shot of Jack and Coke. Uh, uh, Miss Jones, I can't drink that, that burned my chest. I can't, I, I can't put that down. Shut up and stop being a bitch, oh my God. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna take that with the double shot of check with a, with a straw. Can I have a straw, please? Get a straw. That'll be good. She did a bunch of stuff that messed with me mentally. Like she kissed me with her eyes open. I can't stand that. It felt like I was being set up. You know. Mm. 
hell do you see? Is Tori in here? Where is she? Come out, Tori. Just irked me a little bit. You know what my problem is? I think I try to impress women too much. That's a big problem I got. I do. I really do. I try to impress women way too much. Like, I went out and brought a big ass truck just to impress women. You know. Did you know that everybody looks tall in a truck? Did you know that? I didn't know that. I had to find out the hard way, you know, because I like to flirt. And one day I was at the stoplight and I saw this girl. I was like, damn, baby, you look good. Why don't you pull over? Let me talk to you for a second. She's like, all right, he kind of cute. Her girlfriend high five. They was happy, you know. She's like, all right, well, get out. Come talk to me. And I can't get out my truck, you know. I got to jump out, right? <laughs> <laughs> and what was bad is that when I jumped out, I didn't have a good landing. I stumbled a little, a little bit, you know? And all I heard was, oh my God, he doesn't have any knees. And they just pulled off. <laughs> my face hit the side of the door. I was like, I got knees. I just, I'm holding them up. Look, I swear to God. It was a bad jump, I didn't stick it. <laughs> you know in gymnastics, you, you don't move. I, uh, uh, uh. She didn't like that too much. I think if I was tougher, I would have better luck. Because for some reason, women like tough guys, you know. They like tough guys. Not that tough, man. I'm not, like, for some reason, women don't feel safe with me, you know. Like, so you're kind of a big guy. If a woman sees you, she'll say, oh, I can't wait. If something happens, I know I can just grab you and we'll be safe. It's not really the same with me, you know? It's like, if something happened, we should both get the hell out of here. It's like, <laughs> we should just run, that's all. You know what, you're right. I, yeah, we should. <laughs> Tell you what, I hope you fast, because I am. I'm gonna get the hell out of here. <laughs> just not tough enough, man. I'm not. You know why I think I'm not that tough? Because of my mom. My mom was real religious, you know. My mom was strict bringing me up. And because of that, yeah, I'm a little sweet little kid. I'm a mama's boy. I really am. The thing is, my mom is over-religious. Gosh, she's over-religious. You ever meet somebody that's over-religious, talk about God all the time? Or blame everything on the devil? You know, that's my mom. Everything is the devil's fault, you know. Baby, that ain't nothing but the devil. That's the damn devil, baby. That's all that is. And it's like, it's at the point now where you can't have a conversation with this woman because if you say something she don't agree with, she makes it seem like it's not you talking, it's the devil, you know. And I had to explain to her, I was like, Ma, you gotta understand, I'm older now, I got my own opinion, okay? I'm not gonna agree with everything you say. Sometimes I'm, I'm gonna think what I wanna think. And I know where she started yelling. She was like, let him go, devil! What? What are you talking about? Let him go, devil, take me instead! What are you talking about? This ain't the devil. Yes, it is. My baby would never talk to me like that. And she started flicking holy water at me, right? Just like that. And when she flicked the holy water, I got mad and cursed. I was like, man, you know what? This is bull. I'm leaving. And she flicked some more and it got in my eye. And when it got in my eye, it started stinging. I was like, oh my God, it sting. I might be the devil. You know, I was like, ah. She's like, boy, you ain't no devil. That's bleach. Don't you ever curse at me. I'll beat your little ass in this house. <laughs> I had an imaginary friend. Everybody had imaginary friends, though. When you're a kid, everybody had an imaginary friend. They did. You know what? I don't think parents should allow their kids to have imaginary friends. 
I don't, because that just means that your child is a step closer to being crazy. <laughs> it does. That's all it means. It means your child is one step closer to losing his damn mind. Yeah. Honestly, this is where I think black people and white people, this is where I think we're different at. I do. I think we're all really different here. Because white people, when their kids have imaginary friends, they, they go along with it, you know. They think he's special. He's imaginative. He's gonna be somebody, yeah. <laughs> Black people is not the thing. It's not the same. We think he's stupid. That's all. It's no game at all. We think he's dumb. <laughs> White people play, you know. Little boy will come out. Hey, mommy, hey, look, look what Andy's doing. Look, look what Andy's doing. <laughs> well, where, where is he, honey? I don't see him. Is he hiding from me? I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he wants to play with me. Where, where is he? You can't see him because he's on your back, mommy. Oh my God, oh. Oh my God, he's heavy, wow. Look. I, can, I, can, I can barely stand up. Look at my legs shaking, oh my God. He's, he's so heavy. Is he hungry, honey? Let's, let's feed him brownies, let's go feed him. The mom bakes brownies, comes out and feeds them. Here, does he like them? They fall on the floor. <laughs> he loves them, mommy. He likes them. It's great. Now, I don't give a damn what you say. Anytime a child comes at you and stares at you without blinking, get the hell out the house. Something get ready to happen. He got a bomb or something in there. Run. That's all I'm saying. But it doesn't happen the same with black people. It's not the same, you know. Black people is different. A little boy will come out. You know. Hey, hey, mom. <laughs> Ma! Ma! Because black people don't really listen to their kids that much. Now. Ma! <laughs> look, look what Malcolm doing, Mom. He crazy. Look at him. Playing and stuff. Look how crazy he is. Well, where, well, where the hell is Malcolm at? <laughs> he, he right here on the couch telling me jokes and stuff. He's silly, mom. He, he on my couch. He on my couch. Come here. Come here, Spoon. Come here. I don't have my glasses on. You see somebody on that damn couch? Yeah, I know damn well I ain't crazy. I know I ain't seen nobody. Uh, what, what's he telling you, baby? What's he saying to you? He telling me to say, no, come here, don't tell mommy from there. Come tell mommy in her ear, I wanna know. Come here, come here. Come here, what, what did he say to you, baby? Tell me right here in my ear, I'm laughing already. I know he crazy, come here, what did he say? Get your dumb ass upstairs. Get out the steps. You can imagine where the hell Malcolm is, but you don't know what one plus one is, you dumb ass bastard. Y'all been a great crowd, my name is Kevin Hart. Sometimes I get sick in New York, though, you know? I'm, I'm tired of people saying it's the greatest city in the world. It's never like a world traveler who's saying that. It's always some overweight guy who's like, New York, greatest city in the world. And you're like, okay, what's your number two? And he's like, I never left Queens, but we got the best pizza. One time Derek Jeter fingered my sister. said he was a real gentleman. 
I got a girlfriend, and uh, she's a native New Yorker, and uh, she's from Staten Island originally, but she's a speech pathologist. So sometimes I listen to her talk, she's got like the heaviest accent. I'm like, how do they let you work with children? You know? <laughs> she's like, Timmy, repeat after me, my father will kill you. She's like, come on, I'm gonna go to the mall and walk my dog. Dog. Repeat after me, dog. T-D-A-W-G, dog. She's like, if you leave this Denny's, it's over. She's cool though. The other day she asked me uh, if I would take a bullet for her. And I was like, I don't think anybody's showing up to kill you and bringing one bullet. <laughs> I'm not gonna jump in front of the gun. And the guy's like, oh no, that was my only bullet. <laughs> Note to self, bring more bullets next time. Somebody might love her. You know what I noticed a couple days ago? There's a lot of songs on the radio about like catching somebody who cheated on you, but you don't hear any songs about like thinking that you caught somebody and then confronting them and you're wrong and they didn't. And now you have to like listen to her explanation of where she was and it makes sense, you know? You read that Whitney Houston song? She's like, Friday night, you and your boys went out to eat, but only two of you had dinner. I found your credit card receipt. What if the guy from that song is like, that's because we split the bill three ways and then Tommy <laughs> gave me cash. I used my credit card for the two of us. Okay, you psychopath. I thought you were gonna stop digging through my garbage. She's like, whoops, I'm sorry. I'll just go to bed. One time I was having a cigarette with a friend of mine, he wouldn't use a white lighter because they're bad luck, apparently. Yeah, a lot of people think that. Do you know why they think that? The only reason is because the night that Jimi Hendrix died, they found a white lighter in his pocket. But you know what else is unlucky is heroin. <laughs> Lots of heroin and then passing out on your back. I heard that's a bad omen. You know? I think I would like children someday though, to be honest with you. And uh, just cause I was watching a movie the other night and this guy in the movie was getting robbed and he was like, don't kill me, I have a family. And I was like, well, what do you say when you're like 43 with no kids and that's happening to you? He was like, don't shoot, I've never seen The Wire. <laughs> Please, my screenplay's not finished. Uh, don't shoot, I have an H&M gift card. <laughs> like $14 left on it. I bet being a parent is terrifying though. I was reading this article the other day. It was about this guy, they were calling him the worst pedophile. And they think he had over a hundred victims. But then I was like, I don't know if that's the worst pedophile. That's like the best pedophile. I just feel like the worst pedophile is a guy who like 
can never get his van to start. <laughs> Just buys like the worst candy that nobody likes. He's at the playground with like black licorice and circus peanuts. He's like, you kids don't like Necco wafers? What is this? Or he probably doesn't even have candy. He's probably got like raisins and trail mix. WNBA cards, you know? It's like, hey kids, who likes the Indiana fever? Come on, who's your favorite Seattle Storm player? The kids are like, you're embarrassing yourself. Stop trying to have sex with us. All right, that was Kevin Hart and Mike Racine. Kevin Hart from his Comedy Central Presents from a while back. That's some old stuff. That's little Kevin Hart, young Kevin Hart, baby Kevin Hart, huh? You guys might not know that special. Go check it out. It's on Comedy Central's website. Uh, it's season eight of Comedy Central Presents. And I was, I gotta be honest, I was late to the Kevin Hart train coach. I yeah. was not a Kevin Hart guy growing up. I, I just didn't know him that well. I, I don't re- I think I remember parts of this half hour as a kid, but I like as a, as a teen or whatever. But uh, I got I, I got into him later. I I worked at this uh, hotel. I used to work night shift at this hotel in Ohio, and uh, I was doing stand up at the time. And all my coworkers were obsessed with Kevin Hart. Yeah. And so they played his stuff for me, and I was like, "Oh, this is really good." And I like uh, I like his stuff. He has all this sneaky stuff that I think maybe people miss because I don't I don't hear people talk about it that much. But he puts out so much stuff, and he had this stuff right after. Uh, his whole scandal with his with his wife and stuff, where he got caught cheating or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was so quick that he put out all this material that was really raw and good and fun. It was funny immediately. I was like, "Shit, he's so good." It's it's crazy. Um, yeah, Kevin Hart. Uh, I mean, you guys know him. He's maybe the biggest comedian on the planet. <laughs> um, he might be, but I I am gonna say this. Uh, and I, I want and I, this is for you, Tom, and I want you to yes. uh, opine on this. When I okay. came, when I came out I love here, opine. yeah, mm-hmm. when I came out here to L.A. and I started, you know, I came out here and I went like straight to the comedy clubs and was DJing and was talking to people. Uh, this is about you know six years ago, right when Kevin Hart was on fire, and there was a lot of people hating on him. And what this? And, yes. And this. Go cr- ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I am already ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were like, and they, and it, and it was like the thing for like comics to be like, Kevin Hart's not a, he's not a real comedian, or he's not a very good comedian. I said, I don't understand. I watch him and I laugh, and they, and they always go, tell me, tell me a Kevin Hart joke, and I'm like, well. Maybe I can't think of a Kevin Hart joke because, you know, when you think of a joke, you think of like Chris Rock. Uh, we don't need gun control. We need, you know, more expensive bullets. Yes, that's a joke. That's a premise. Blah, 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 blah. Kevin Hart stuff, I'm assuming just based on observation, it's a lot of family stuff. It's a lot of reactions. It's a lot of him saying things, you know, in a, in a funny way. And he wasn't getting a lot of respect when I came out here. How do you feel about that? So I got a few thoughts on this. And I'll start by saying Kevin Hart about five, six years ago became the biggest comedian on the planet. Like he was he was blowing up 
film superstar. And when you get to that level, people turn on you. You know, people people turn on you. They yeah. they they want to take you down. It, I mean, we saw it happen to Dane Cook, and you know, I have my own opinions on Dane Cook, and they are that. And I think this is also true of somebody like like Kevin Hart, probably. Although it's it's up for debate. You know, when you get to a certain level of fame in comedy, one people are ready. They're sick of you. They get sick of you. They. A lot of what's fun about comedy is this you're hearing a new voice and a new perspective. Kevin Hart is this short dude who's jacked, and his perspective is very funny when you start to see him. And then when he's pushed in your face over and over and over again, you go, Who cares about this guy? He's not mm. that good. You know, yeah. it's just a human instinct. And so you'll notice it with every star, every star comedian, yeah. there's a backlash, there's a turn where people get sick of them. Um, and I think that that especially especially comedians nobody's ready to take down a giant comedian more than other comedians because they're hungry they go that's my spot why why does this guy get all the shine and also when people talk to you about comedy as a comedian if if they don't know you you haven't been on tv they go oh you should do what kevin hart's doing and (laughs) it makes you resentful so it, it makes sense that you would hear a lot of that i will also say another factor in this is when you get super big like that and you're pumping out material all the time. Some of the best comedians of all time have some of the worst specials because mm. they have so m- they push out so much content because there's a lot of money to be made out there. Oh. If you're a superstar pushing out content, you know what I mean? I, I understand. There's a there's an element to I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm kind of a Kevin Hart fan. Not kind of. I'm a big Kevin Hart fan. You have to respect what he's. You have to respect his career. You don't deserve absolutely, what you're absolutely. So I get a sense that people. It's almost like in sports. It's like the the, the Tom Brady effect. Um, you watch absolutely. Tom and you're like, I think I can do that, and, and I'm pissed that he's doing it, and I don't really understand why he's so great. And there's something about when Dave Chappelle does his thing. It's like yo, Dave Chappelle can read the telephone book and make it funny, and so people are like. I respect it. He has gifts that I don't have. But like Kevin Hart and Tom Brady, they're almost like every man's every man. And so when they're very successful, there's I guess there's jealousy and envy. There's like, well, I can do that. So I don't understand why it's so great. Well, you can I tell you right off the bat, I'll tell you a major difference between Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart. You got Dave Chappelle disappeared. Ah, Dave Chappelle left on top. Ah, he left on top. He, absence made the heart grow fonder. Absolutely. Coach, and he left, and I I wonder if he had stayed, if people would not have turned on him. And I think they would. I just think that's what people you think do. He, you think people would have turned on Chappelle? I think that eventually people oh, would have gone, man. all right, enough of Dave Chappelle. We've seen enough of Dave Chappelle for a little while. There, and, and here's the thing. This is all a roller coaster. It always comes back. Look at Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler oh, yeah. was on top. Everybody loved Adam Sandler. I'm still tired then of Then everybody Adam. turns on Adam Sandler. <laughs> and I keep And turning. then he puts... <laughs> He did uncut gems. He brought me back. I'm like, God uncut damn it, gems Adam. Is great. Hell yeah. Uh, I didn't know you liked Uncut Gems. I love that movie. I, that was the most, that's one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen. What I would say about Sandler is now there's people who, even comedians who were, who would have quickly shit on Sandler a long time ago. We'll go. I mean, that Netflix special is so good. It's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. I love that special he put out. And even I was like, yeah, I don't like all the movies. I don't. I don't watch Grown Ups and enjoy it. But I, movies, I respect yeah. him. 
I respect that he does what he does, and I really like watching him do it. And yeah. with Kevin Hart, and same with, with Dane Cook, what I was going to say is like, what happens is these people go up when when you're making your first hour or two, you're going up in front of strangers you're, for the most part. You're going up and performing, and you got to make a room that doesn't know you like you. And so your material is really, really good to do that. Mm. You know what I mean? To convince all these people to that you're funny and they don't even know who you are, that means your material is at its top. And then the bigger you get, the more you're going out in front of people who already like you. And they're going, oh, I can't wait to see what Kevin Hart's going to say. It's going to be hilarious because we yeah. know he's funny. Yeah. And so they're already kind of primed to laugh. Yeah. So then it's, it makes it to where the bar gets a little lower material-wise. And I'm not saying he even did that. I'm just saying that's yeah. what people... That's what a lot of comedians do, and it makes sense because it's not even a thing where they're going, "Oh, this material is softer." They're hearing the same laughs. Yeah. So how do they know what's what's killing and what's not? You know. I hear you. So according to your calculations, I should be dusting off my Dan Cook shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a comedian thing to do. Is when somebody's on top. My buddy Tommy Johnny was telling me about this when he first started out. When, when he was not starting out, but when he was newer, doing clubs and in green rooms, the thing to do was to shit on Dane Cook. He really? was like, that's like how you bonded with other comedians. And it's Aww, it's just a thing that people do. And that's it's, weak. It's, it's happening right now with other comedians like Kevin Hart and whoever's on top. I feel whoever, like- Whoever has the, the special coming out that people don't think they deserved it, everybody's shitting on him. I will say this about Kevin Hart. Because um, he was in Montreal and we taped uh, Roast Battle and he was there. and I didn't really get a chance to meet him, but he was there. I will say this, and I will say this to anybody that's doing anything. When Kevin Hart is in the room, everybody loves him. Like yeah. You can tell he goes out of his way to make every single person feel connected, involved, and all of those things. And when we talk about talent and being successful, I don't care what the job is. Some people go to work with such, you know, their grudge that no one wants to fucking be around them. That is not Kevin. Kevin makes everybody feel better that day. That's and that's what it takes. That's the difference. You know, if you can do that, you will be successful. Yeah. And Kevin Hart also is undeniably a killer. Like He's so funny. even stuff that isn't always for me. You gotta go, man. That guy kills. And there's this great story about when he was newer. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm getting this right. I don't remember where I heard it. Uh, it must have been on a podcast. And I'm pretty sure I have the people in this story right, but it's that uh, Kevin was on a show with Martin Lawrence, and you know Martin Lawrence is a legend. He's yeah. he's so he's bigger than life. He doesn't need to watch his openers or whatever. He's just gonna go out on stage and murder. And Martin is sitting in the green room, and he just hears this thunder from the main room, and he's like, "What is happening in there?" He doesn't know what's happening. He goes out, and it's it's Kevin Hart killing harder than. He's seen anybody kill him a long time. It's just one of those where you're like, oh, that guy was undeniable. He's yeah, just he's great. Nice. He's nice, man. And I and I, I challenge the viewers to go home and, and watch this little hood movie that he made called Paper Chase with Benny Siegel uh, back in the day when Jay-Z was making movies with Dame Dash. Ooh, just throwing that right. out there. If we have any hip-hop you know, fans out here. Yeah. Anyways, we got to keep moving on. I love Kevin. We got to keep moving. Um so I got an email, Coach, that I want to I want to draw some attention to here. All right. And I've got to find I've made all these little folders for myself to make things easier. And here we go. I love to hear you getting organized, good, man. Good topic email. Uh, this is from Simon Fisher. He says, 
Uh, hey, Tom and Coach, love the podcast. You guys are great. I'm not really into impressions, but kind of dig when comedians do impressions of other people doing impressions or as certain characters. Is this a thing? Uh, I've heard Ari Spears do it, but I can't think of who else does it. Like an impression of Stallone as the Godfather or whatever. Take care. Oh, I know exactly what he means. That's brilliant, actually. Yeah. And I sent him this, and I think it's uh, the best example that I have is James Adomian is really good at doing impressions of people doing impressions. He does... Kyle Kinane doing Bukowski. He does Mar- he does like really specific ones that are good. I know exactly what Simon's talking about, which is that a lot of times if you just hear someone doing an impression, it's not it's it's just not that interesting to me if it's just a good impression. There needs yeah. to be another layer to it. And the best thing I've seen so far, and uh, I don't know if it'll be relevant. I mean, it'll still be. Re- Here's the thing: if mm. Trump loses, he's not going away. He like there's there's. There's going to be what do you think he's gonna a do? Trump you, news channel. Like it's it's going to be a <laughs> thing. He's, you, it's not going away. What do you think he's gonna do next? What's his next job? I think bro? he will start. A, I think he will own a news network, and uh, he's gonna go all in on this. Like, uh, what is that news network that, that all the psycho Q people <laughs> watch? QAnon uh, stuff. Yeah, he's gonna have like a QAnon news network. Sort but of I don't. Thing, I think I don't want to hear a joke about Trump if he's not the president. That's just how Here's, I remember him. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna forget him so fast that uh, like, I think not, the, the jokes will be irrelevant. It's not fun to make. It's not fun to make fun of other people's bosses if I don't work with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I don't want to hear about your coworkers. Yeah, I want to hear what's going on at Red Robin. Robin. Like, I mean, we work at Chili's. <laughs> yeah, you don't go to a roast of another workplace. <laughs> That would not be funny at all. No, this dude, James Austin Johnson, though, is doing a Trump impression that is truly one of the most impressive things I've ever seen because he he does it so fluidly. And it's not just a Trump impression. He talks about very specific things that are the jokes themselves are funny. And then he's doing it in a perfect Trump impression that he I don't know how he does it. The faces he does. Check out his uh, Instagram. Yeah, at I think it's at Shrimp Jad. Yeah, he J-A-G. kills it. He kills this shit. I, it's I, crazy. Yeah, I watched this video shit. today of him doing his. Uh, he was just ranting about how Scooby Doo uh, doesn't actually do anything, and that uh, <laughs> the show should be called Velma, and that Scooby Doo is getting too much credit. And it's really I can't. I can't. I don't <laughs> yeah. even want to. I, I know exactly what you're talking myself about. by doing the impression because he does it so well. So check that out. Uh, if you're looking for impressionists, those are the people that I recommend. That was James Adomian and uh, and jo- James Austin Johnson. Yeah. And I think we should get out of here. I think we should wrap this little show up. Uh, we got one more comic here. So we, so and, we say uh, a, like a farewell message to the, the, the anxious people who don't know what's happening in the country. So we say something that yeah. when we get played back in, in however many days we sound genius or something. Yeah. Uh, what can we say here that would sound genius in a few, in, in a week? Uh, oh, I, I those... got. I, I, I <laughs> okay. Got, what I, do you got? I, I what got, you got coach. Just remember that this election, love won. Love Trump's Trump. <laughs> I can't think of anything. I don't know what's gonna happen, Tom. Love I'm one. so lost. My Twitter's not giving me anything. Uh, I got yeah, nothing. That's why I'm Ken Bone on Twitter right now. That's the only way I can process. The I don't world know. They're just Twitter. not counting. They're not counting shit. No one knows why. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it just takes a long... Dude, the video of uh, the guy in Georgia last night, like, trying to explain why it was taking forever, he goes, we just don't have enough tables. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) You couldn't have gotten more tables? Oh, That's the the problem? This is the fucking presidential election, and a number of tables is the problem? (laughs) It's bonkers, man, but I hope we're all alive next week to hear the show. (laughs) Can't they they both just be president, Tom? Yeah, let's give them both. They'll alternate months, and uh, you know, whoever gets the shortest draw gets February because that's the shortest month. And oh, uh, wow, that's, that's hilarious. I think that's a good idea. I should go to Biden because he ain't black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. All right, all right, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> We've had some fun. Hopefully, we still have a country next week. But if not, we'll go to Sweden and do not not jokes for the rest of the, that'll be the rest of the show. <laughs> uh, we uh, we got one more clip here, and, uh, and it's, it's a it's a banger of a clip. This is from uh, Vanessa Gonzalez, who's so funny. I did my uh, I did my half hour with her the same season, and uh, she killed it. And this is from her set on Comedy Central stand up featuring, which you can catch on the Comedy Central stand up YouTube page. Here is Vanessa Gonzalez. I'm trying to work on my jealousy, you know. He's my first boyfriend, so everything's like new to me. I'm trying to be cool, be a cool girlfriend, you know. <laughs> be cool with everything, you know. He has female friends and I'm all about it, guys. <laughs> no, I love it. It's great. I'm totally cool. He texts them, they text him back. It's <laughs> It's great, you know. I, I think it's totally appropriate to text your guy friend after 4 p.m., you know? That's not an inappropriate time. It's great. So the other day, you know, he's texting with one of his female friends, and I go sit right by him and look out the corner of my eye because I'm here for it, you know? I'm here for it and the friendship. And I see, you know, it's normal texting. And then I see she send him a photo. And it was a photo of an x-ray, her x-ray. I don't know why y'all aren't gasping. That's more than naked, okay? He hasn't even seen my bones like that. I was like, okay, go with her bones then. Go with her bones. I don't care. And he was trying to calm me down. He's like, boo, boo. She was showing me that she has scoliosis. And I was like, okay, well, that does make me feel better. Because I was gonna make her shit crooked if it weren't already. Glad she's got scoliosis. Texting at 4 p.m. like we're trying to sleep. All right, that was Vanessa Gonzalez. Check out her Comedy Central stand-up featuring set on Comedy Central stand-up YouTube page where you can see all kinds of good stuff. Subscribe to that. They post new clips every day, and uh, it's, it's a great way to watch some new comedy. 
And if you like the show today, just like Netflix has their algorithm, this is the Tom Card rhythm. If you like Kevin Hart, I think you should check out Usama Siddiqui. Uh, he was just on America's Got Talent. I think you'll like his energy a lot. If you like Mike Racine, check out Sean Jackson. I've, I've promoted him on the show before. I think he's so funny. He just put an album out. Same energy as Mike. He, sa- he says some things that might offend you, but they will be funny uh, by the end. Um, that's the show. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. If you like the show, share it with somebody. Email us at suttpod at gmail. And uh, send in jokes. You got to do it through the link, but we love getting them. On behalf of Coach T, I'm Tom Takar. We'll see you next week for more stand-up with Tom Takar. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 